Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Esther. We're still in chapter 8, looking at verses 10 through 14 in the God's Word translation. And this is a continuation of the section where King Xerxes allows Mordecai to create a counter-decree to uh, the decree that Haman created that allowed for the annihilation of the Jews. The purpose of the new decree was to command the Jews upon the day which was appointed for their destruction to draw together in a body, to be together for their own defense. So this is what Mordecai wrote. It reads, He wrote that the king has given permission for the Jews in every city to assemble, to defend themselves, to wipe out, to kill, and to destroy every armed force of the people and province that is hostile to them, even women and children, and to seize their goods. This was permitted on one day in all the provinces of King Xerxes, on the 13th day of Adair, the 12th month, the copy of the document was made public in a decree to every province for all people. On that day, the Jews were to be ready to take revenge on their enemies. The messengers rode the king's fastest horses. They left quickly. In keeping with the king's command, the decree was issued also in the fortress of Susa. Again, that's Esther chapter 8, verses 10 through 14 in the God's Word translation, which titles this, Mordecai uses his position to save the Jews. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Esther chapter 8, verses 10 through 14 in the God's Word translation. In this section, again, King Xerxes has uh, given Mordecai the uh, signet ring for his seal so that he can create a counter decree to counter the one that Haman created that called for the annihilation of all the Jews. Mordecai's decree is meant to prepare the Jewish people to take action against any enemies they may encounter as a result of Haman's decree. This decree will be rushed across the empire the empire in the fastest manner possible and directly into Susa. The new decree penned by Mordecai 
gave the Jews in the 127 provinces of King Xerxes the right to defend themselves. And remember, it was written in every language so that everyone could understand. They wouldn't have a, a reason to say they didn't understand it. It was written in every language. They were to stand for their life. That whoever assaulted them, it would be at their own peril. Um, they could not um, only act defensively, but they were allowed to destroy and slay and cause to perish all the power of the people that would assault them, men, women, and children, and to avenge themselves of their enemies. And additionally, if it pleased them to enrich themselves, for they were empowered to take the spoil from their prey. So Mordecai used the same language that Haman had used. He said to destroy kill and annihilate and those are the words that Haman used in his original decree when he said to um, kill destroy and annihilate the Jews Esther in her first negotiation with King Xerxes said you see we my people and I have been sold so that we can be wiped out killed and destroyed so now the king has a good, strong understanding of what's going on. And I'm sure he is so worried that, you know, he allowed this to get as far as it has gotten. And it's gone on for two months, for uh, more than 70 days at least, that this has uh, been in effect. And just think of the folk who are, you know, waiting for the opportunity to get rid of their enemies especially if getting rid of their enemies meant that they could take the enemy's property so just imagine the the mayhem the fright that's going on and again we can't help but think about what's going on in the ukraine but let me get back on topic since the original decree cannot be undone the Jewish people had to be able to respond to their uh, uh, persecutors in kind. Haman's edicts granted people the right to kill Jewish men, women, and children. So Mordecai included those same words that in his decree that, you know, take the women and children too if they try to kill you. This would mean that the Jews are now uh, also allowed to kill the women and children if they try to attack them. Not just on purpose. This is uh, a defensive move. Not I caused this to happen. So, you know, no, this is a defensive posture. This uh, portion of the edict could have uh, been included to discourage persecution of Jewish people and to ensure that the Avengers would no longer rise against them or, you know, or try to take over their households. Who knows? Well, God knows. Let me say not. Let me not say who knows. God knows what He's doing and how, why these words were in the edict, uh, just to discourage people from trying to take a Jewish life, especially if it meant, okay, I'm going to get your property also. In theory, the persecutors of the Jewish people could have understood this new edict, edict as canceling out the edict to annihilate the Jews. 
when two laws oppose one another, both can be understood as irrelevant. Mordecai's edict could also entail the usual rules of warfare in the ancient world, but this would represent a compromise on his behalf. And it also echoes a lot of uh, Haman's edicts to plunder and basically practicing an eye for an eye. So the commentary says the purpose of the harsher portion of Mordecai's edict could be retribution. He may have hoped that the edict would have been enough of a threat to convince possible attackers to leave the Jewish people alone and let them live in peace. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you as we study the book of Esther. We know that in the next few days, Jews around the world will be celebrating Purim. And it's celebrated, and I'm reading from the commentary. The same day, the 13th day of the 12th month, that Haman's edict was to be carried out. So it was either February or March, but Purim is in March. And I think it's next week. So God, we thank you that just as you made provisions as what seemed like a dire situation, you pulled your people out of the fire. You pulled them out of the fiery furnace. You pulled them from the, uh, the jaws of death. God, we know you can do it again. And we're praying for the people of the Ukraine. As we've been praying, we're praying that all, all the attacks against them cease that they are able to uh, go back to their homes, God. We know it's it's a war zone, so there's devastation there. There's death there. But God, you give life, and we trust you for life. And we trust you to take care of your people. So God, those in the household of faith, those who are calling upon you to save them, we're adding our voice to theirs, Father, as we pray for peace in the Ukraine. Praying for peace, even in the mind of Putin Putin, and in the uh, leader of the Ukraine. We're praying that you give them peace, God, so that they can come together and talk and bring this war to an end, Father. Because what's affecting, this war is affecting more than just those countries. It's affecting the world. God, we need you right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.